Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Arsenio's ESL Podcast. And today is a personal development one. It's really for all of you out there who have had those fears of speaking English. Well, guys, again, you guys may not know, but again, um, I'm hoping, hoping, depending on if this if this world opens up, but I want to obviously become a certified uh, high-performance uh, trainer. And there's only like 900 of them in the world because the price ticket, obviously, for Brendan, Brendan Bouchard's course is redunculous. Okay, it's not ridiculous, it's redunculous. And throughout my journey, obviously, it's, of course, me becoming the best individual. How can me you know, obviously becoming a high performance coach, how can that benefit my overall business in general? Well, I'll be able to work worldwide, you know, have possibly, you know, go, you know, have seminars at Brazilian universities or, you know, deal with companies out there in Spain. You know, this is what I want to do, become that type of person that, you know, is highly sought after, obviously being that TOEFL coach that does so much and that IELTS coach that does so much and being the number one, obviously, on Spotify, you know, obviously, it's the key word today, huh? Oh, God, I said it about 5,000 times. But nonetheless, man, I really wanted to bring this to you guys because I know that it will benefit you guys so much. So again, if you guys like this, please share it with three other individuals. Tag me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Follow my Facebook page. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, tell me some of your stories. I would love to speak about them. And and uh, saying that, let's dive into the three different types of breaking those fears, like the projection fears, right? And I'm going to show you a way that you can actually go about documenting this too. So the first one is number one, lost pain. So let's put it this way. I got folks in Argentina, I got folks in Spain, I got folks all around the world. You guys live in different communities. You live in communities where people want you to be in that specific position for the rest of your life. A further example to this would be obviously one of my Thai students telling me, oh, well, you know, I had a best friend, but she told me she didn't want me to go abroad. She told me that she wanted me to stay here and that she didn't approve of my decision to go abroad. I said, well, who said you were asking for her approval? See, that's the problem with a lot of people in the world. You guys are always accepting people's approval. Like, like, I didn't ask you for your approval. I'm going to do this because it's going to benefit me in this way. And I, this is my motherfucking life. So you can kiss my motherfucking brown ass, okay? Excuse my French. So in saying that, a lot of you probably say, if I take this action... I will lose this friendship. I will lose this job. I will lose this group of friends. And a lot of us, this is, this is called lost pain because we're always looking at the, oh man, if I leave Argentina, I'm going to miss out on this. I remember back in 2006, I was like, damn, if I go to Arizona for college, I'm going to miss out on being with my family. But the thing is, what you need to do to overcome this is flipping the loss into a gain. What's the opposite? What might you gain from this? So when I traveled to Australia, hell, it was like a 10-day travel originally back from uh, July 24th to August, 20, uh, August 4th of 2009. I said, man, what can I possibly gain by traveling to Australia? Everything in the world. My family, my brother, he's like, man, what the hell are you traveling to Australia for? Man, what the hell is wrong with you? Man, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? 
my life is my life. Your life is your life. If you don't want to travel to Australia, you don't ever have to travel to Australia. But if I want to travel to Australia, I'm going to do it on my terms. Got it? What did that, what did I gain from that experience? I realized that there is such a vast and beautiful world out there. People who speak with different accents. I remember meeting this Chinese Australian girl on the plane, an adorable human being, you know, and it's unfortunate, obviously this is back in 2009 in the age of no Facebook, barely Facebook was, <laughs> was in its infancy stage back then. Wasn't able to keep in touch with her. I'm a, again, if you are listening to me in any shape or form, I owe you four dollars. I'm so sorry. That's probably why you stood and hesitated when I when I said bye to you. You were probably like, uh, "Dude, you gonna give me my money back?" So I apologize for that. Please come forth. <laughs> I will. I will give you a little bit of interest on top of that. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I had myself a very black moment. Anyways, in saying that, <sighs> I moved to Australia two years later. By moving to Australia, I, moved, I worked with South African dentists that gave me, uh, I had to learn patience. Uh, I had to learn a, a sense of never letting people walk all over you. Um, I worked with uh, Iranian dentists, amazing. I worked with uh, Korean dentists, eh, some of them were okay. Uh, I've worked with, I've worked with every, oh my God, I've worked with a British Sri Lankan heritage dentist. She was the most beautiful individual in the world i said man i don't know about you but man i'll be more than happy to marry you right here right now you down you down oh my god she came in pearly white saying excuse me oh it's an absolute pleasure to meet you i said can i love you <laughs> you know what i'm saying so anyways man the flip to that I didn't know that possibly being expunged and exiled from my family was going to happen. That's what I ultimately lost. As of today, my mom, she still keeps in contact. She remains in good health and everything. But because I had such a turbulent relationship with my siblings, because I was always the outcast and the weird one, because I wanted more in life, but they looked at it as a, you're the weird one. Me, it was a, what could I gain from this experience? I know there's more out there to this world. I wouldn't be seeing this beautiful butterfly fly right across my face if it wasn't for me going after what I wanted to gain. I knew that there was more to this life. And so I went to Australia and then I went, I moved here to Thailand. What could I possibly gain from moving to Thailand? Oh my God, little did I know, I didn't know I was gonna gain the whole world. But at the same time, I had to overcome so many adversities while being here. But the gain from that has been beyond substantial and beyond, it's been majestic. Do you see what I mean? Taking that step through fear. Fear is not in the human psyche. Like this is something that we develop. There are only two fears in this world. The fear of loud noise and the fear of falling. All the other fears have been taught to us people. So by taking that step and saying, what could I possibly gain? by moving to America and going to a university or taking a job in another country. I remember meeting a random girl, you know, at the bar, we were just like throwing drinks back at the airport back in San Francisco before I had, uh, before I had traveled to Melbourne for the first time, as a matter of fact. Um, and she's like, yeah, I actually, you know, I work for H&R Block, which is like a tax service. And they asked me if I wanted to be relocated to Australia. And I said, hell yeah. Do you understand? She didn't look at the loss of, Oh, what is my family going to think about me? She said, what can I possibly gain by this? Hell, living in Australia. Holy goodness gracious. One life. 
you ride this, you ride this bitch until the wheels fall off. Okay, no pun intended. You guys get what I'm saying. So let's go into number two. Process pain. See, you always look at the process of it, and you normally and ultimately talk yourself out of it because of the process. So let me give you an example. Before I moved to Australia, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be one hell of a process. Oh my God, I got to get a chest x-ray. Oh my God, I got to get all these blood tests done. Oh my God, I got to pay this amount for my visa. What? How much? Oh, hell no. $232? Are you out your goddamn mind? I said, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. It would have been easy for me to throw in the towel, which is a boxing expression to say, fuck it, I give up. This is, this is a goddamn waste of time. It would have been very, very easy for that, for me to have done that. But I said, it, it, it ended up becoming, and what it ends up becoming for a lot of you is a hassle. You project it and it stops all progress and you say, forget it. But guess what? How can you flip it and say, how can I enjoy this process? How can I enjoy me going through this? And it reminds me of Eric Thomas you know, and him graduating, right? So I remember, what was it? It could have been in high school, university, whatever it may have been. And he was going through the process of submitting all his papers. And the university professor would always return it with a whole bunch of red, red on it and give it back to him. He corrected it, gave it back to her, more red, gave it back to him. He did it a third time, gave it back to her. She said, you know what? You don't really write really well. <laughs> and he said, you know what? Where I come from, it's not about skill. But guess what? You're going to waste a lot of family time fooling with me. You're going to check my paper over and over and over. And I'm being real. I will not stop until you give me the score I'm looking for on my paper. And if I were you, I would help me. So you ain't got to keep dealing with me. And so what happens is when he was getting ready to graduate, they were like, oh, you need this document. You need this paper. He's running all around campus, but he set an intention saying that I'm going to enjoy this. And at the end of the day, I will graduate. And the problem is a lot of you, you go through this process and probably midway through, you say you quit. Because guess what? You don't have that net to go back to. Or you do have that net to go back to, excuse me. Meaning, oh, that level of comfortability, being comfortable in your uncomfortable. And until you actually make that decision and overcome and say to yourself, you know what, I know this is going to be one hell of a process. It's going to be emotionally like I like when I went to college, you have no idea the emotions that I had to overcome that process. And when I was sitting in that car with Dennis Mefford, the man that had helped me, okay, with my friend Dominique at the time not really a friend. She's a douche, but you know, her, her you know, her father saying, I'm going to get you to Arizona. He committed to the process, but I wasn't really committed, but I had to follow him along that process. Us being in the car, us getting everything done, contacting coach Shirley, the head of track and field at central Arizona college. And then him trying finally looking to me as I was sitting in the passenger seat and say, okay, Arsenio, that's it. It's time to call your mother. You're going to Arizona tomorrow. He called Southwest Airlines. He booked the ticket. He called his mom. I had to call my mom and I said, hey, mom, listen, everything has been settled. I'm going to Australia tomorrow. There was no backing down. I had to enjoy this, but I couldn't enjoy it. I was 18, but I heard my mother crying on the other line. And it was a very difficult experience. It would have been so easy for an 18-year-old kid to decommit and say, nah, I want to stay here. 
But I said, no, 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 no. I'm committed. There's no backing down. There's no way. I need to do this. Not only for me, but for everyone who has helped me throughout this process. And so a lot of you, again, it's very difficult because you cannot, you don't want to endure in that process. You think it's just too hard. You're, you're saying to yourself, you know what? Nah, man, is it, I have to do this. I have to do that. You can talk yourself out of it. In terms of learning English, in terms of getting that job promotion, in terms of getting out of that job that you absolutely hate, you always talk to yourself out of it and say, you know what, the process of getting a new job, the process of moving to another country, the process of getting that master's degree, it's just all, it's just all too much. I'm just going to stay here. See, when you say, how can I enjoy this process and what can I possibly learn from this process? That's when you revert to the manual and say, you know what? I'm not going to allow my mind to commit to literally me wanting to stay here just as everyone else has stayed in their wits and have done the same things and communicated with the same people. I've been here in Thailand for a long time, people. I know there are specific groups of people that only speak to other specific groups of people. Why? Because they are comfortable. But instead, they could actually go outside their comfort zone and start putting themselves out there. But no, the fear of the process is the worst. And so flip it. How can you enjoy it? And number three, outcome pain. What if it doesn't turn out? What if I go to another country? What if I start learning English? What if I start engaging with foreigners? What if I get this job? What if I start this project or this business and it doesn't turn out? So again, it might be too hard, right? But the opposite of this is growth. See, sometimes it's kind of like this, right? If someone wins their first Super Bowl, they're never going to go back and win their, another Super Bowl. Why? They already got the first Super Bowl. They already got the World Cup. What's the point? What's the point of continuing doing this? What is the point of Ronaldo to continue playing at such a high rate, such as what he's been doing? What is the point? He's got all the money. He makes $100 million a year. He's the first billionaire in regards to a footballer, him and Messi, I believe. So what's the point of doing it? It's because he's committed to the process. He's committed to the growth. You know, fear is just bad management of your mind. If we look at Inky Johnson, he's a University of Tennessee football player. There was one time he was playing one of the, I forgot what it was, but, you know, him having the helmet and the pads he does, you know, he hurry up and made a sprint on one specific play, and boom, he got knocked out. He didn't wake up until he was in the hospital. He almost died. I forgot what it was, but let's just say his right arm was no more. I believe it was his left arm. I'm not exactly sure. And so during rehabilitation and him trying to get the nerves and get everything back to where it used to be, the doctor at the very beginning, before even starting the process, tried injecting that fear in him by saying, to be honest with you, to be very honest with you, we're unsure that this is even going to work. Are you sure you want to go through with it? He said, yep. After a year, doctors came in, nurses came in, they're crying. They're like, man, we're so sorry because we feel like you just wasted your time trying to work at something that ultimately didn't end up working. He's like, what are you talking about? He said, what I've come throughout this process, I've become a man. The growth that has taken place like throughout this entire process and the pain that he had to overcome, 
was far more important than the outcome of actually getting his arm to work again. To this day, he has one arm, one arm. But at the same time, he is now an international phenom in terms of being a prolific public speaker. See, a lot of you, would you still be committed to the process knowing that the outcome is completely out of reach? Look at all the master spinners, the Usain Bolts, the Tyson Gay, who is literally always running at the heels of Usain Bolt. And a lot of people would say, why do you continue running? Why do you continue running knowing that it, there's no way that you're going to beat him? And I still remember after the, the debacle out there in the London Olympics, no, not the London Olympics, the Rio Olympics of 2016, Tyson Gay was like, man, I really wanted to win that gold medal. I really wanted to win that bronze medal. I really wanted to win for my family. I really wanted to win. I really wanted to win. I really wanted to win. Oh, you were more committed to the end goal than you were the process. See, running in a stadium of 60,000 people and being a person of influence that can impact thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives by what you do. You're not committed to that process now, are you, Tyson? You were committed to the end goal. And because <clears throat> you did not get that, you're a failure, huh? See, a lot of people in this whole, this whole process, oh, I want to become the number one, number one, number one, number one. You're not committed to the process of the number one. You're not committed to, you know, you, that enti the entire growth of becoming that. See, me, it was so difficult for me being an African-American slash Puerto Rican teacher here in this good old country they call Thailand. All the denial jobs, people saying, no, we don't accept black teachers. Sorry, it's very hard to market a black guy. Sorry, they chose this profile over your profile. They chose this uh, Caucasian Anglo-Saxon teacher over your profile. But I committed to saying, you know what? You're not going to, po you're not going to impose your limiting beliefs on me. Throughout this process, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to learn more and more and believe and re-instill that belief in myself, believing that I can actually, and what I'm going to develop in throughout this process is far more greater to the job that you can actually even give me. As of this year, what? I signed my first ever business client to a substantial amount. I got a number of different people following me from all around the world. I have attained glory on my podcast, reaching 18.5 thousand in the last five, what is in the last 30 days. This is the highest total amount. And a surge of a 3,000 plus play. Of course, you know, going back to my folks in Thailand and people who continue to download my podcast. See, if I had given up on the process in 2014, when they say, when, of course, the emails started running in from schools around Thailand saying, can we have a picture? Schools in Vietnam. Can we have a picture? We got to see if you're black. If you're black, we don't like you. We're not going to respond to you. It's not about resumes anymore. It's about what you look like. If I wasn't committed to the process of saying, well, you know what to hell with you. If you're denying me, that doesn't mean shit. I'm not going to deny myself, though. You got to stay committed to that growth. I did not know creating that personal development podcast in 2016, creating my ESL podcast, March of 27th of 2018. Little did I know I was gonna end up having the most ultra successful podcast in the world. 
English language learning, business English language learning. You know, I had a guy from Brazil, big shout out to, oh my God, let me hurry up and pull up your name. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible. I know. I'm terrible. You could say it. You could say it, but you know, I'm not going to say I'm getting old, but uh, I know it starts with the E for sure. Uh, and see, I went to the wrong Instagram too. And make sure you guys follow me on Instagram, especially. And Dell, he is from a place in Brazil that I can't even pronounce, but it's G-O-I-A-N-I-A. And he sent me a voicemail message. And he said, you know what? I love the way you communicate with your students. The way you bring the conversations, the way you express yourself, the way you do this, you, the way you do that. Guess what? He would have never seen my true gifts and capabilities and be able to, you know, immerse himself in a world where I have developed in such in, into such a prolific speaker if I had given up on my dream based on the limiting beliefs of other people in this country. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, no way. No way, no how. I broke through all those fears. Oh, and believe me, back in 2014 and 2015, it was difficult. I kept saying to myself, man, I don't think I'm ever going to get a job in this country. And back in 2017, I said, man, I don't know, man. Maybe I should just, you know, stay at this job. Although I am unhappy as hell dealing with the ignorance of these individuals, I have that fear of loss. Even if I, if I move to Bangkok, what if I don't get a job? These fears were all in my conscious mind, but you know what? I embraced it and I said, I'm going to break through this mental barrier. And on the other side of that fear is freedom. It's always going to come, people. Fear will always come knocking at your door. But the moment you overcome that first fear, it's going to be easier for you to obviously realize what fear is and to say to yourself, you know what? Let me flip this. Let me flip it. Let me see if I can enjoy the growth. Let me see if I can enjoy the process. Let me see if I can enjoy from and flipping into the what might I gain from this specific thing happening or from this specific process. So what I want you guys to do is by looking at fearful thoughts, and this is your little actionable item. You have a fearful thought. So let's say I'm afraid of learning, you know, uh, because or I'm, I'm afraid of leaving this job because the security of this job. So what kind of fear of this? What kind, well, I'm sorry, what kind of fear is this? Is it loss pain? Is it process pain? Is it outcome pain? Now, again, you have a fear of doing this because you have security here. And that's exactly the, pro that's exactly the fear that I had when I lived on the outskirts of Bangkok. And just last year when I was doing a specific part-time job in a place called Korat, I said, man, you know what? I hate this place. I hate these women. I hate these people. I hate these goddamn big old lizards that I got to walk by. I hate this environment. I hate the, the WAN boy and the, 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 these people just riding by with these loud ass motorcycles. I hate all of it. But you know what? I'm afraid. I'm afraid because if I leave this job, I am literally destroying 60% of my monthly salary. But I said, I am unhappy and I'm not going to do this anymore. Now, if you have that fear, fear of leaving a job, flip it and say, I'm excited to do work that fulfills me. Like, are you passionate about what you do? So let's hurry up and name that fear. What's the fearful thought? Name it. What kind of fear is it? Is it loss, pain, process, or outcome? And then I want you to flip it. Write that down. Write it down. And write it down as many times as you need to. 
to finally say, what is that actionable step that I can take right now to overcome this? If it's English language speaking, if it's you having a presentation or making a presentation or saying, oh, well, my friends are going to say, what the hell am I doing a podcast for? Flip it. What might they say? Oh my God, thank you so much for doing that podcast. Now I'm beginning to understand and now I'm beginning to emerge and immerse myself in a culture where I'm continuously developing. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Flip your fear. I had a girl from Indonesia contact me. She was like, oh, you know what? I'm really afraid of, you know, creating a podcast because my friends say I shouldn't create a podcast. I said, flip it. How about the friends that do believe that you should create that podcast? And the friends that believe that, you know, you shouldn't create this or should cre you shouldn't create that, they're not even friends to begin with. So you can tell them to kiss your big brown ass anyways. Brown ass, white ass, pink ass, don't matter, okay? An ass is an ass, don't matter what the color is, okay? Tell them to kiss it. Kiss it real hard and tell them to get the hell away from you because they are no longer part of your support group. You need people in your circle that are supportive of your dream. That's what you need. And you got to learn how to ignore the noise. You got to ignore how to obviously... Figure out what the fear is that's stopping you from doing the thing that you really want to do and start jotting it down every evening. Write down, okay, what is it that I'm experiencing? What did, what did I experience today that I was scared to do? You know, at work, you know, I wanted to talk to that person. I wanted to engage in conversation with that individual. But if I don't, what could I possibly lose and not engaging in conversation with that specific individual? This is what you need to ask yourself, people. So in saying that, I hope you enjoyed this personal development podcast. Make sure you rate me on the Apple Podcast Store if you guys have an Apple iPhone. Again, share this with three people who you believe need to hear this message. And again, walk yourself through these fearful thoughts. Because projection fears, again, it's not in our human psyche. It was developed. And you can easily start overcoming these fears by doing and understanding these three processes. So. Stay tuned for more, people. Over and out.